Lecture topic. Holding on to East Far. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafaa. salatu. Wa salamu. Ala ibadihi. Alladheen. Astafa. Amma. Ba'du. Fa'udu. Billahi. Min. Al-Shaytan. Al-Rajim. Bismillahir. Rahmanir. Rahim. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من لزم الاستغفار جعل الله له من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ورزقه من حيث لا يحتسب أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected Ramai Kiram, brothers and elders. <clears throat> One of the things that's never required is to tell somebody what is going on in the world because everybody is always 100% in touch with whatever the happenings are throughout the world. More so, and rightly so, when something is happening to the Ummad in a way that is extremely merciless, cruel, ruthless and obviously everybody should be conscious of that and that should be tugging at the hearts of every Mu'min. Alhamdulillah this is a sign of Iman that no matter what somebody's own condition might be, what his own personal situation might be in terms of his deen but he feels the pain of the Ummah and when some calamity befalls some part of the Ummah then this causes distress, causes pain to every Mu'min so this is a sign of Iman the issue is that pain also has its own levels there are different levels of pain one level of pain is sometimes a person has some little headache. So that's also pain. But he just shrugs it off. He doesn't pay much attention to it. Carries on with things as if nothing is happening. Though he's feeling it. But everything carries on quite normally for him. And at the end of the day he might just mention it. That today I had a headache the whole day. But that level of headache and that level of pain did not make him do anything different. So it's there, you can't deny it, everybody will accept that yes, this was pain. But that pain wasn't to the point where it moved him in any direction to do something. And then sometimes you get some level of pain that it makes a person without any prompting, without anybody's encouragement, he himself rushes off to the doctor or maybe even to the trauma unit or some hospital and he says, this is something that I can't leave for one minute later. I have to deal with this immediately. So that is also pain, and this is also pain. Undoubtedly, it is the Iman in a mu'min that he feels the pain of the Ummah. But at the same time, the level of pain will indicate to us the level of Iman. Because the level of the intensity of pain in the physical self also depends on the extent of life in that portion of the body. Sometimes 
there are situations where a person's limb, his leg, foot or some toe has become so affected with gangrene, the circulation has almost died off, so the life is almost gone out of that limb. Sometimes even somebody can poke it with a needle, he feels nothing. And there are occasions when this has happened because of whatever the situation was, an amputation was done without anesthetic. Because the person couldn't handle anesthetic, but the amputation was necessary. The amputation was done and he managed it without anesthetic. Why? Because the life was almost gone from that part of the body. So it depends on the extent of life. That is the extent that the pain will be felt. Likewise to the extent of the Imani fervor and the Imani spirit. To that extent that pain will be experienced which will move a person in a direction. Now which direction we are meant to be moved in? So as mu'mineen, mashallah, there are so many different things that are open to us and that we should be taking some step towards doing something or the other that we can for our brothers and sisters who are in any suffering throughout the world, whether it's in our backyard, wherever it might be, but especially the kind of situation that is happening in Palestine, so one is the extent that a person can do in so many ways. Generally our mind runs in one direction and which is necessary. That what can we do to help in terms of financial assistance? Indeed, whatever suffering somebody is undergoing which requires assistance financially is also a very great help and a very rewarding matter. It brings Allah to a special mercy. That too is definitely in its place. And likewise other ways and means of helping somebody. But our presence here in this part of the world, how we are going to help somebody in that end of the world, in this very difficult situation, the most fundamental thing. And if we are truly desirous of helping the Ummah and the people of Palestine in particular, is that we have to bring a change in our lives. To the extent we will bring a positive change in our lives, we will draw down the Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala for ourselves, for our own families, and for the Ummah at large. MashaAllah, we expressed our sentiments and we do express it from time to time. And a good amount of our time, unfortunately, is just passed in social media and following the news. Whereas we know what happened, and we know what's going on, and it's only human nature and it's Imani spirit that a person is concerned what is going on with his fellow brothers and sisters in that part of the world. It's that part of Imani Ukhua that is in its place and that is just natural. But hours on end for just to follow the news and just to be on social media watching this, that and the other. And how much of time was spent in something that will truly make a difference. What will really make a difference. So now that is what we have to reflect on. That how much of what will really make a difference, how much of that did I do? And it will make a difference if an individual does it, it will make a difference to his own life. And if a household does it, then it will bring a betterment in that place, in that house, in that home. 
And if the ummah at large adopts this prescription that is in the Quran Sharif and in the Mubarak Hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, then the ummah at large will benefit this. And to the extent we as part of the ummah bring this alive, then we'll be helping every part of the ummah also. Because just as we do something to help one part of the body, the fever goes away from the entire body. One part of the body is suffering, you attend to it, treat it, the fever which the whole body was suffering, that fever goes away. We bring these aspects into our lives, we will be helping not only ourselves, we will be helping the ummah at large. So, mashallah, the sentiments we express, all in its place, and which we keep expressing, and it's only human nature and imani spirit that it is expressed. But, how much of time is spent in what is really going to make a difference? So now what is going to make a difference? So in the Quran Sharif, Allah wa ta'ala has already given us a very very clear prescription. And this prescription applies to the individual, to the family, to the community and to the ummah at large. And this is the starting point. We want to really help, this is the starting point. This is really what's going to make a difference. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala says, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ The one who will truly adopt taqwa, the one who will bring taqwa in his life, Allah will grant him a solution out of every problem and will grant him risk from sources he cannot imagine. So now this is the Quran Sharif giving us the prescription. We all the time complaining of problems individually, problems in our homes, problems in our community, problems of the ummah at large. If we just sometimes keep track in the day how many times we discuss some problem or the other, how many times we've complained about our own problem in the course of the day, it will run sometimes maybe into dozens of times. But the prescription Allah gave us in the Quran Sharif, so the Qur'an Sharif is 100% certain, the prescriptions of the Qur'an Sharif, there cannot be an iota of doubt in it. It's the word of Allah ta'ala. The whole world can say something, but if what the Qur'an Sharif says, that will prevail. The whole world can be wrong if they say something else. So now the point is that what Allah ta'ala is saying to us, bring taqwa alive. Now what is this taqwa all about? So in much detail, we keep hearing about the message of taqwa. But taqwa starts off with tawbah. Taqwa starts off with repenting sincerely in front of Allah wa ta'ala. We want to help the ummah. We want to help the suffering people of Gaza. How much of tawbah we have made from our sins. How many tears of repentance we have shed. Oh, after expressing the sentiments of how hurt we are over what is happening, then we carried on looking at haram on our own forms. And after a person having contributed something financially, alhamdulillah, and then he went to the zina den. And somebody's gambling hasn't stopped. And the illicit relationships just carry on like nothing happened. They're discussing the pain of the ummah between the illicit relationships. And feeling so good about it that we're expressing the pain of the ummah. But in a haram relationship. If we don't stop... The sins we are contributing to the problems of our own problems and to the problems of the ummah at large.
you want to genuinely make a difference, it starts off with our Tawbah. Our Tawbah from the sins of the eyes, the sins of the ears, the sins of the tongue, the ghibat, the lying, the vulgarity, the obscene talk. It comes, it starts off with our Tawbah, from all the haram that we get involved in. And to the extent we bring this taqwa in our lives, and as a community we bring it alive, and we spread this word in the ummah, we will see the benefit of this come to us and the entire ummah. So it starts off with Tawbah, and alongside Tawbah is Tikhtar. One is Tawbah, sincerely repenting from all the wrongs, and is Tikhtar, seeking Allah's forgiveness upon that. So one is a firm commitment. What has happened is in the past, now we delete it. And we sincerely express remorse and regret and seek Allah's forgiveness, istighfar. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala has highlighted both things. Istaghfiru rabbakum, summa tubu ilayhi. Innahu kana ghaffara. Make istighfar also and repent to Allah as well. Repentance requires giving up the sin. Repentance requires a firm commitment not to commit it in future. Repentance requires feeling remorse and regret over what we've done. Not being just casual about it, just brush it aside like one fly came and sat on our nose and we just shoot it away. Feel the hurt first of our sins as well. That we disobeyed Allah And then together with that daily istighfar, man lazim al-istighfar, Nabi Kareem says, the one who attaches himself to istighfar, repeated istighfar, and in this time and age and in the circumstances we are in, and the halat and conditions of the ummah, we should include the entire ummah in our istighfar. The simple formula of istighfar, consciously, Nastaghfirullah. Ya Allah, we as the entire ummah are seeking your forgiveness. Nastaghfirullah, the noon denotes the plural, the call. everybody combines. Ya Allah, we as a, make the niyat of the entire ummah in it. Mashayikh has prescribed minimum 300 times a day. Not just to get the numbers done. But feeling that remorse and regret in our heart and deeply seeking Allah's forgiveness. So the first thing is Tawbah and with it is Tikhfar and bringing Taqwa alive. And to the extent Taqwa comes alive and this Hadith Sharif about Tikhfar, Man Lazim al Tikhfar, Jaalallahu lahu min kulli dhiqin makhraja. Allah Ta'ala will give him a way out of every problem. Wa min kulli hammin faraja. Allah will give him relief out of every grief. And Allah will grant him sustenance from sources he cannot imagine. The same rewards of taqwa Allah has put that into istighfar as well. But genuinely, seriously. And then together with this, in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ Seek Allah's assistance with sabr and with salah. Sabr, sabr or understanding of sabr is just on some calamity, that is sabr as well. That a person doesn't say or do anything in expressing his grief, in expressing his pain, in a way that Allah is displeased. It's human nature, he expresses grief, etc. But there are limits of sharia. So that's that sabr. But sabr, sabr in its broader sense. You want Allah's help? We want to draw Allah's help down? Allah is saying you'll get it through sabr. Sabr ala ta'at. Exercising sabr in fulfilling Allah's command. 
the time of Fajr, the laziness has slept in, the sleep is overpowering. But at that time, a person makes sabr on all these feelings within him, that laziness, that overwhelming sleep, and he puts all that behind him, and he comes to the house of Allah Taala, and he fulfills his Fajr Salah, likewise Zohar, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, that just as the person is particular about Juma Salah, because Allah Ta'ala has made Juma Farz, Allah Ta'ala made the five daily Salah Farz as well. Salah is not once a week, or once a week with Jama'ah. Salah is five times a day with Jama'ah for the adult males. So just as we, mashallah, have come for Juma Salah, we should be here for Fajr Salah as well. We should be here for Zohar Asan Maghrib Isha as well. Or whichever masjid we may be in. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ So sabr on ta'at. Sabr on fulfilling what is required of us. And likewise, sabr on ma'ati. When there's temptation towards haram. Temptation to look at some sin, sinful thing. To speak something wrong. To go to some haram place. To indulge in some illicit activity. At that time, a person suppresses that feeling. It requires sabr. It requires sabr to lower the gaze from looking at haram. قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala says, say to the believing men to lower their gazes. Don't look around at all filth and evil and at namahrams and women and whatever. Keep your gaze lowered. It requires sabr. The person who will adopt this sabr will draw down Allah Ta'ala's rahmat. So this broad application of sabr and was salah draw down the help of Allah Ta'ala with sabr and salah salah the five daily salah there is no question about it that that doesn't even come in the discussion because that's a given that has to be done neglecting that draws down azab what is being given to us here is over and above this over and above the five daily salah, and apart from the sunnats, etc., that we should be performing in any case, now we should be engaging in nawafil as well. Now let us reflect and think about it within ourselves. Ever since this crisis commenced in the ummah, now 27, 28 days of this crisis, 28 days, have we even half that number of times? 28 days have passed, even half that number of times. Even this 14 times, we made two rakats, nothing of Salatul Haja. And made dua for the people of Palestine. How many times we did this? Whereas this is what we've been taught in the Hadith Sharif by Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Person makes a proper wudu, and then he performs two rakats of nafil, and he does not engage in any other thing besides beseeching Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. He's fully focused, and then he makes the dua ul Haja which is a lengthy, not a very lengthy dua, but a simple dua, which we can find out from the ulama kiram And then he makes and asks Allah Ta'ala his needs, Allah will grant it to him. Now how many times we did this for our own problems? How many times we spent hours on social media and following the news? How many times we spent five minutes making two rakats nafil and making dua for the people of Palestine and Gaza in particular? Now these are the things that are going to draw down Allah's rahmat. This is what we should be now focusing towards. Allah gives tawfiq in the dead of night. 
and it's not any part of the day when it's permissible. And ask Allah Ta'ala's help. So together with Salah, Sabr and Salah comes Dua. Begging Allah's forgiveness and making Dua to Allah Ta'ala. So now, this is again something for us to reflect upon. Again comparing all the time with how much of time is spent on social media and news and whatever, how much of time was spent raising our hands to talk to Allah Ta'ala and begging Allah Ta'ala's help. Allah Ta'ala has full qudrat over everything. That is our iman. Allah's system in dunya is we have to adopt what we have to adopt. And when we will do what we are supposed to do, the system is that when we eat food, Allah will make us satiated. When we will drink water, Allah will quench our thirst. And when we will take the medication, Allah will grant shifa and cure. doesn't come from that medication. That satiation doesn't come from the food. But that's a system Allah has kept in dunya. You do what's in your capacity, Allah will make it happen for you. So likewise, Allah has given us all these amal. Allah has given in the Quran Sharif the prescription. وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ And Nabiya Kareem taught us Salatul Haja and begging Allah's help on the occasion of Badr, the night before the battle of Badr, Nabiya Kareem engaged himself in Salah and Dua for such a lengthy period of time and beseeched Allah Ta'ala so profusely that Abu Bakr who was alongside him after a while, he could not contain himself anymore. And he says to Nabiya Kareem, Hasbuk al-Aam. Hasbuk. This is enough. Allah has heard you. Nabiya Kareem, the most beloved of Allah, the Masum Nabi of Allah. Ta'ala. But now there was a crisis looming. And this was the extent to which he beseeched Allah. Ta'ala. And the Sahaba spent the night in a similar manner. How many portions of the day or night have we spent in beseeching Allah's help for ourselves, for the people of the... Palestine and the Ummah at large. Now these are all simple things. It takes no real effort. Not much effort. Very simple. Costs nothing. But this is spelled out to us in the Quran and Sunnah. And this is what we have to do. We'll bring that help to ourselves and to everybody. This is what will make a difference to the Ummah. To make sincere Tawbah where we started off from. And among the very important things to make Tawbah from is to finish off on this. One is Tawbah in general, all sins and vices. This is what's going to draw Allah's Rahmat. And in particular, Tawbah from the lifestyle of the Yahud. Tawbah from that mindset of the Yahud. Tawbah from what the Yahud has pushed in our hearts and minds. There's no time to go into any details, time has already passed. But so many times our thinking has become what the Yahud have given us. Just one example, how many times you hear a person saying, how can you ever conduct business in this time and age without an overdraft? Who said that? Allah Ta'ala said that? Allah Ta'ala said his lanat is on interest. The Yahud said you can't do it without this. Because they created this whole completely corrupt system to enrich themselves. 